section three of the three impostors by arthur mackin this librivox recording is in the public domain the encounter of the pavement mr dyson walking leisurely along oxford street and staring with bland inquiry at whatever caught his attention enjoyed in all its rare flavors the sensation that he was really very hard at work his observation of mankind the traffic and the shop windows tickled his faculties with an exquisite bouquet he looked serious as one looks on whom charges of weight and moment are laid and he was attentive in his glances to right and left for fear lest he should miss some circumstance of more acute significance he had narrowly escaped being run over at a crossing by a charging van for he hated to hurry his steps and indeed the afternoon was warm and he had just halted by a place of popular refreshment when the astounding gestures of a well-dressed individual on the opposite pavement held him enchanted and gasping like a fish a treble line of hansoms carriages vans cabs and omnibuses was tearing east and west and not the most daring adventure of the crossings would have cared to try his fortune but the person who had attracted dyson's attention seemed to rage on the very edge of the pavement now and then darting forward at the hazard of instant death and at each repulse absolutely dancing with excitement to the rich amusement of the passers-by at last a gap that would have tried the courage of a street boy appeared between the serried lines of vehicles and the men rushed across in a frenzy and escaping by a hair's breadth pounced upon dyson as a tiger pounces on her prey i saw you looking about you he said sputtering out his words in his intense eagerness would you mind telling me this was the man who came out of the aerated bread shop and jumped into the hansom three minutes ago a youngish-looking man with dark whiskers and spectacles can't you speak man for heaven's sakes can't you speak answer me it's a matter of life and death the words bubbled and boiled out of the man's mouth in the fury of his emotion his face went from red to white and the beads of sweat stood out on his forehead he stamped his feet as he spoke and tore with his hands at his coat as if something swelled and choked him stopping the passage of his breath my dear sir said dyson i always like to be accurate your observation was perfectly correct as you say a youngish man a man i should say of somewhat timid bearing ran rapidly out of the shop here and bounced into a hansom that must have been waiting for him as it went eastward at once your friend also wore spectacles as you say perhaps would you like me to call a hansom for you to follow the gentleman no thank you it would be a waste of time the man gulped down something which appeared to rise in his throat and dyson was alarmed to see him shaking with hysterical laughter he clung hard to a lamp-post and swayed and staggered like a ship in a heavy gale <laughs> oh shall i face the doctor he murmured to himself it is too hard to fail at the last moment then he seemed to recollect himself he stood straight again and looked quietly at dyson i owe you an apology for my violence he said at last many men would not be so patient as you have been 
would you mind adding to your kindness by walking with me a little way i feel a little sick i think it's the sun dyson nodded assent and devoted himself to a quiet scrutiny of this strange personage as they moved on together the man was dressed in quiet taste and the most scrupulous observer could find nothing amiss with the fashion or make of his clothes yet from his hat to his boots everything seemed inappropriate his silk hat dyson thought should have been a high bowler of odious pattern worn with a baggy morning coat and an instinct told him that the fellow did not commonly carry a clean pocket-handkerchief the face was not of the most agreeable pattern and was in no way improved by a pair of bulbous chin-whiskers of a ginger hue into which moustaches of like colour merged imperceptibly yet in spite of these signals hung out by nature dyson felt that the individual beside him was something more than compact of vulgarity he was struggling himself holding his feelings in check but now and again passion would mount back to his face and it was evidently by a supreme effort that he kept himself from raging like a madman dyson found something curious and a little terrible in the spectacle of an occult emotion thus striving for the mastery and threatening to break out at every instant with violence and they had gone some distance before the person whom he had met by so odd a hazard was able to speak quietly you are really very good he said i apologize again my rudeness was really most unjustifiable i feel my conduct demands an explanation and i shall be happy to give it to you do you happen to know of any place near here where one could sit down i should really be very glad my dear sir said dyson solemnly the only cafe in london is close by pray do not consider yourself as bound to offer me any explanation but at the same time i should be most happy to listen to you let us turn down here they walked down a sober street and turned into what seemed a narrow passage past an iron-barred gate thrown back the passage was paved with flagstones and decorated with handsome shrubs in pots on either side and the shadow of the high walls made a coolness which was very agreeable after the hot breath of the sunny street presently the passage opened out into a tiny square a charming place a morsel of france transplanted into the heart of london high walls rose on either side covered with glossy creepers flower beds beneath were gay with nasturtiums and marigolds and odorous mignonette and in the centre of the square a fountain hidden by greenery sent a cool shower continually plashing into the basin beneath chairs and tables were disposed at convenient intervals and at the other end of the court broad doors had been thrown back beyond was a long dark room and the turmoil of traffic had become a distant murmur within the room one or two men were sitting at the tables writing and sipping but the courtyard was empty you see we shall be quiet said dyson pray sit down here mr wilkins uh, my name is henry wilkins sit here mr wilkins i think you will find that a comfortable seat 
i suppose you have not been here before this is the quiet time the place will be like a hive at six o'clock and the chairs and tables will overflow into that little alley there a waiter came in response to the bell and after dyson had politely inquired after the health of monsieur Anibol, the proprietor he ordered a bottle of the wine of champigny the wine of champigny he observed to mr wilkins who was evidently a good deal composed by the influence of the place is a turanian wine of great merit ah here it is let me fill your glass how do you find it indeed said mr wilkins i should have pronounced it fine burgundy the bouquet is very exquisite i am fortunate in lighting upon such a good samaritan as yourself i wonder you did not think me mad but if you knew the terrors that assailed me i am sure you would no longer be surprised at conduct which was certainly most unjustifiable he sipped his wine and leant back in his chair relishing the drip and trickle of the fountain and the cool greenness that hedged in this little port of refuge yes he said at last that is indeed an admirable wine thank you you will allow me to offer you another bottle the waiter was summoned and descended through a trap-door in the floor of the dark apartment and brought up the wine mr wilkins lit a cigarette and dyson pulled out his pipe now said mr wilkins i promised to give you an explanation of my strange behaviour it is a rather a long story but i see sir that you are no mere cold observer of the ebb and flow of life you take i think a warm and an intelligent interest in the chances of your fellow-creatures and i believe you will find what i have to tell not devoid of interest mr dyson signified his assent to these propositions and though he thought mr wilkins's diction a little pompous prepared to interest himself in his tale the other who had so raged with passion half an hour before was now perfectly cool and when he had smoked out his cigarette he began in an even voice to relate the novel of the dark valley end of the encounter of the pavement